So uh, welcome to Britt Landrum today of Landrum HR. Britt, thanks for being with us today, taking the time to uh, be on our uh, our podcast. So I do appreciate it. Um, so uh, we always start at the beginning. Again, I, I think when I started, I don't know, a dozen years ago, you know, you were there and your dad was running the company and you were working mostly in IT. But I guess even before that, like, how'd you get started? I, I got to assume that you wanted to be a musician and not uh, yeah. be business and now you've got the best of both you're doing both but yeah I, I i think i know this but i'm not sure so how did you actually get started in the company oh wow okay so we're gonna go way back um so being in a family business you you kind of you kind of i always joke and they say how long you worked in the company i say 53 years because you <laughs> kind of <laughs> you, you when you grow up in the business it kind of it, it your your business becomes part of your family and your family becomes part of your business so um you know, I grew up hanging out um, uh, a lot with my father. He worked very long hours in the early days. This was pre-PEO. Um, he was in, first he was in personnel placement uh, for chemical engineers. We had several local manufacturing plants in our in our area. And then he got into the staffing business. He wanted more recurring revenue. So he got into the staffing business. And that's all I, I really remember is once he was in, cause I was at that point, I was like three or four. And uh, so I would hang out with him a lot on the nights and weekends, he was constantly working to, to build his business. And um, it was, it's, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of odd. I just enjoyed, even back then, I just enjoyed being in an office. Um, and um, I mean, I, I can I can remember, uh, you know, typing on the typewriter and at a very young age and, um, you know, and then, and then later I'd come in on the weekends and um, he'd have these massive, uh, you know, many computers back then or whatever. You, and uh, I would play, I'd, they, you know, they would inevitably, somebody would have copied a game from somebody else. I'd play Star Trek, this character-based Star Trek. It's just craziness. But, um, but yeah, in high school, I, I found out I could work uh, at the office. I could, I could actually be the janitor. So I did that for all four years of high school and um i procrastinated a lot and made my parents very nervous that the office wouldn't be clean in time for monday morning there was many sunday nights overnight where i where i uh clean clean the office and i'd say at that time we probably had 30 40 uh, internal employees uh, again mostly staffing we were just we started in the peo uh industry around 82 83 uh, my father had read a, uh, uh, an article in, in uh, it's either fortune or Inc magazine and um, about a company in California and he called him up and um, and they were very willing to, to talk to him explain to him what employee at that time employee leasing was and um, he became very interested and um, was at first going to go in partnership with I think three other folks in in Florida. And they had this these grand plans, and then they all bailed out. And um, several other of his he was he was heavily involved in the in the um, in the trade association for for uh, personnel and for staffing. So so several of his other friends were getting into PEO had heard about it. So he launched, and um, I remember the night that of that because um, we my brother and my mom and I sat around the dining room table and stuffed marketing envelopes being sent out to doctors and he said you'll always remember this you'll remember this you know day and sure enough I do um what, what uh, year would that have been I'm gonna guess 84 wow 84 85 and um 
yeah, of course that was, I was, my agenda was much different at that time. That was high school and I played football and I was in a band and um, it was the eighties and I had a great mullet. I love my mullet. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, um, uh, things moved on, went to college. Uh, I'd work during the summers uh, delivering payroll and whatnot. Um, everything back, of course, back then everything was, was paper. And so paper checks and exchange and, and, uh, um, you know, did a lot of filing and, and all that minutia. Um, and then, um, when I graduated college, I was, I was playing music a lot at that time. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I caught the bug in high school. We, I was in a pretty successful, um, local band for high school and, um, or, by any measure. And, um, and then, and, and I was a music major for a short while in college and, I and long story short, I was ended up living in Atlanta and I was playing out in Buckhead quite a bit and, and also in this band and we were starting to get a lot of attention, but it just didn't scratch my itch. It, it, um, I wanted, I wanted something more, um, intellectually challenging, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I also felt a sense of responsibility because I did not understand our family business. Um, and you could, you can understand why if you're not, if you're a kid, not in the employment world, uh, I mean, I had jobs and things, yeah, but yeah. you know, I, I was getting actually the funny, the ironic thing is I was working for a payroll company. Um, <laughs> but I didn't understand, uh, what the PEO did. I didn't understand, um, you know, all of the safety and risk management that our company was doing for our industrial clients and um, the, the benefits we were providing. And, and back then, the whole notion of, you know, again, it was employee leasing days. It was, it was you know, pull everybody together and, um, and, and the sum is greater uh, than, than the parts and you get these access to these bit large benefit plans. And so anyways, so I, 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 dad did the right thing. He put me in sales and I, I had to, you know, learn very quickly um, what was going on, but I got pretty good at it. And, um, and I had this stick where, you know, I would get folks right on, right on the edge. And then I'd bring in, bring in uh, uh, my father and, and we'd push folks over every time. And, um, and uh, we grew I'm not saying it as a result of my, my sales efforts, but during that time period, our company grew quite a bit. We went from about 2000 client employees, uh, and then around the late nineties to around 10,000. Um, and, um, simultaneously that, uh, our, our, the internet was coming along, you know, email surfing the web, all that stuff. I'm sure this sounds ridiculous to, uh, everybody under, you know, under 40 listening to this. Um, but um, our, our computer consultant, he wanted, he, that we're using at the time, he, he, he wanted things a certain way. And that was uh, with a mainframe and a bunch of dumb terminals and our company wanted differently. And so I, I was going around behind him installing workstations. Well, that clashed, he said, it's either him or me. Fortunately, my father picked me. <laughs> and um, cause he had seen me, I, I grew up, I left this part out, I grew up, um, you know, programming for fun. I was one of those geeky kids that on Friday nights, I'd, a lot of times I'd stay in and type in a game in my computer <laughs> and then troubleshoot it Why it wasn't working. Anyways, uh, so then that's how I got into IT. I became the proverbial computer guy for our company. And 
I'd say we had probably about 50 internal employees at that time. We were doing staffing, uh, personnel placement, and PEO. The PEO was growing by far the fastest. It, we, we established a great reputation uh, locally uh, based upon our, our, our uh, staffing service line, um, but the PEO just kind of um, took that and ran with it. And we became more of a regional player with the PEO. Our model, uh, was very localized. However, our model was um, you hire somebody and it worked. It sold like crazy. And I sold this. Um, you you hire somebody, uh, just send them over to our office. We're on back then on Plantation Road, just send them over to our office and we'll take care of the rest. I mean, we did all the drug screening, the background screening, interviewing, blah, 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 whatever the client wanted to do, we do. And we were highly customized and that worked for a very long time. Um, however, you can see what's what's coming. Um, you can't scale that. And um, we, we hit that brick wall and um, man, we we were the same size for 20 years. We, we could not get over it. And um, eventually, you know, more technology came along, more automation came along. People were more open to things like direct deposit. And uh, <laughs> I'm being I'm being funny. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, online um, um, uh, enrollment and, and things of that nature. And so we were fortunate to be able to scale geographically. Also too, um, what happened over, over the years, uh, we, our area is prone to every 20 years or so, prone to pretty serious hurricanes. And um, we had uh, a very serious one in 2007 um, that, you know, power was out uh, in our area for two weeks, and um, and and then we had the oil spill. I can't remember what year that was, but anyways, we had to diversify geographically uh, just for self-preservation purposes. So we did some acquisitions in the Carolinas, uh, and then in in, in um, one in, in Central Florida, um, and uh, yeah. So over the years, we've 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 grown, we've spread. Um, we become more automated. We're still, you know, I'd say we're still pretty, pretty customized um, um, in terms of, of the clients we serve. But, um, but yeah, we, we try to use technology to our advantage nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you, I'll get to yeah. hurricanes in a second, because I've got that on, on, on okay. the list to ask you about. But this is really interesting. It worked out. But would you take one of your best salespeople and put them in charge of IT? So, <laughs> right? right? So how did that work and why did it work? You know, it's just my dad knew me. Um, we had, I had that advantage. Um, I, I'm not going to deny that, that um, he, he, he knew me and, and our interests, like, our interests were the same. It's like, we're not going to let this fail. And um, like, and I will tell you, I can think of one night in particular that either I was out of town or I was doing I was doing something and my dad was swapping out a hard drive back then our backup system this is gosh late 90s early 2000s our backup system was replicating our hard drive our payroll hard drives and something had happened anytime you deal with hardware eventually it's going to wear out something had happened and uh he called me the hard drive was failing it wasn't replicating and I had to rebuild that thing and I still get sweats thinking about it. I mean, <laughs> we nearly went down in one night um, due to our, our backup system failing. Um, so 
all that to say, it's, it's just we had the same goals in mind. Um, we both wanted uh, the company to, to thrive and be successful. And he had he had grown up seeing me, um, you know, just with taking my interest in, in computer hardware and, and software. So that's how that came about. Sales was I'll tell you, sales was uh, IT was more natural to my to my skill set, my personality. Sales was not at the time, but uh, I'm thankful that he kind of push me in that direction because a lot of those skills I still use today. Yeah. Yeah. So this is interesting. And uh, I was thinking about this uh, this morning uh, um, before, you know, thinking about uh, talking to you about this and thinking about the businesses I've known, not just in this industry, but every place where a son takes over for a father and it, you know, doesn't always work out. And your dad was, uh, is an icon in this a founder of this industry, right? He's just a complete icon, a well-known, you know, throughout Florida and, and throughout our industry and all the rest of the stuff. So I don't know, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, um, uh, the employee meeting and he handed over the reins to you, right? right. Or something. Right. And I just right. think that like uh, this has worked as well as, as any I've seen and, you know, you really have, you seamlessly just moved in, you, you know, you embraced it, you assumed the role and you're driving the company. I'll get to that in a little bit, some of the stuff you got, you have done, but talk about that. Like, like, you yeah. know, and you, you know, you and I talked about it, like you had huge shoes to fill. Like this is yeah. your dad. And he, right. again, he's an icon. He's bigger than the company. You know what I mean? In a yeah. sense. And yeah. so. Yeah, talk about that, like like stepping into that role and yeah. what that was like. And again, you, you, you succeeded in it. But yeah, talk about that if you would. First of all, you're very kind to, to say all things, uh, all those things uh, about him. And he is one of my my biggest mentors, to be sure. Um, you know, we had and and first of all, I had I do have a passion for this family businesses and, and continuity. I mean, I've got several friends in the, in similar situations. Some of them don't go as well. Um, and here's the thing, right? Is that it's super hard. It, people from the outside, you know, is <laughs> look. My wife's all into that royal family stuff. I don't know a whole lot about it. <laughs> from the outside, it's like, my gosh, what the heck's going on? You know, can't you all get along? Inside, it's really, really hard. It's really difficult. My dad and I, we got along well my entire childhood. We got along pretty well, and it still was hard. <laughs> um, so we had. What we did is um, uh, enlisted the help of several outside consultants. One was, um, and I don't mind, I don't mind sharing because they really helped us. A group out of Kennesaw State University, family business consulting group, they helped us. And then an, another group, another guy, uh, Gary Spurdito, um out of Atlanta. He was an industrial organizational psychologist, and uh, he's retired now. I think we retired him, which I'm not sure what, what that means, but but he was with us for man. Gosh, at least 10 years. Wow. And, and, and it was just, he, and he had a breadth of experience. I mean, he worked with organizations much larger than us. And um, he really just had a passion for, he wanted to see this thing through. And um, he just helped us understand things from each other's point of view. Um, you know, because uh, not only is there the, the father-son thing, there's a generational thing, there's there's I'm into to IT and 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 he's a baby boomer into to, to older <laughs> uh, you can relate into older um, you know methods and and things and and um, it, it was it was a heavy lift but I will I'll give Gary all the credit in the world 
he um, he was very patient with us. And the, the, the funny thing about that is our CFO, Jonathan Taylor, he is he worked both for my father and for me and, and, and with me. And um, and and he's able to walk that line. And uh, I don't know how he did it. We're, we're very different people. I'm a lot more like my mom uh, than, than my father. But um, but it, it, we also complimented each other. Well, I think that also played and we recognize that. Um, you know, he's very, my dad is very analytical. He's very, very calculated. Uh, anybody who's worked with him will tell you that. And uh, I can get pretty uh, emotional, let's say at times. And, and uh, I can be a cheerleader or a, or a pretty big critic of things. And, um, you know, uh, but, but it did, it complemented each other pretty well. So I, lots of help, lots of consulting. I see other folks in the industry and I really wanna help them um you know get over that hump because i know it's 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 super hard but we definitely we couldn't have done it without outside help interesting interesting yeah because it's it really has been uh seamless and you know it just you know you came in and 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 that's <laughs> it you've taken over so so on that point yeah uh you're doing some interesting stuff so uh you're making some acquisitions and you're moving a little bit outside the peo space right so uh yeah tell me about that yeah, so so we have currently um, we have uh, three service lines. Um, we have our, our workforce solutions service line, which focuses mainly on uh, industrial staffing. Um, we 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 specialize in um, in manufacturing and and um, you know outsourcing departments to us. Um, there's times where we will. We will uh, staff, you know, 500 folks uh, at a plant uh, to perform a specific job function. The reason folks use us for that is, you know, we can basically lower their their overall operational cost by doing so. Um, so that's our workforce solutions division. Our our um, our we call it our HRQ, the brand under HRQ currently uh, division. Um, that they do uh, executive recruiting, both for HR professionals as well as um, uh, marketing professionals, as well as HR consulting. So um, that was through an acquisition, actually a couple of different acquisitions, uh, but that's executive recruiting. And they work with a different um, um, segment of the market than, than we have traditionally. They work with Fortune 500 uh, companies, primarily um, out west in, in the Denver and San Francisco markets. Um, but but also in 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 Texas um, and in Atlanta, and that that has been fantastic. It's opened my eyes to a whole new world of work um, out there, and um, and also in in DC, we did an acquisition of Sarah's Talent a couple of years ago, and those ladies are fantastic. They do great work. They find great people. They're super smart. That all happened as a result of networking and meeting at a. Um, uh, uh, a trade association conference, SIA, and um, and I'm just so so proud to be affiliated with them and and what we're doing. So yeah, we have diversified over the years. We want it, We feel like that human resources is is future proofed, and that you know you can have all the AI and automation in the world, but anytime two or more people are assembled together, there's going to be issues and. Uh, and we want to we want to help in 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 those environments. We want to help in in the in the business world, help those folks succeed. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a, it's a great way of looking at it. And and you're right, like all like all roads. I, I don't mean to be uh, you know have tunnel vision, but all roads lead to HR. I mean they they just do. All roads lead to the people, right? At the at the end right. of the day. Um, so yeah, 
so on that point, I want to get back to hurricanes. So yeah. you're in Hurricane Alley, and yeah, it always astonishes me, and I'm so proud of this industry uh, to have to deliver. But I guess the most recent one really was just a couple of years ago, Michael. So uh, yeah, whatever it yeah. was, I, I lose track of them after. Yeah, a while. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Andrew I know. Hugo, I don't even know. Right, right. right. yeah. Um, so what's that like? So when 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 that's when the hurricanes, the good news is you get warning. That's right. And then what happens to that's the right. operation of that? What, what? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. So of course it's changed over the years, right? Um, now now it's it's much much easier with remote the world of whole world of remote work. We can work anywhere, um, and with the back office in the cloud and all that. Um, years ago, that was a heavy lift. Um, we we. Man, we spent so much money on on generators and um, cooling systems for for the the server rooms, and and we had to we had to have places lined up ahead of time during the off season. Should something happen during hurricane season, here's where we relocate to. Um, you know, uh, over the years, we I've other friends in the industry we've we've talked and set up kind of a, a a friendly agreement that should something happen in your area you can come here or likewise we'll go there um it's again but but with today's world it's it's we're all you know we're we're all remote anyways or i should say a lot of our our team members are remote anyways and so um it's just one of those things man you just like you you in dc i mean you all periodically get snow and we think that's magic. We love it. You know, I mean, <laughs> that, that doesn't happen to us, uh, but it's just a way of life. Um, and, um, you know, you, you, you just kind of roll with it and you get as prepared as you can and, um, and, and then try to help out your fellow man after afterwards. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, so you guys are down there, obviously I always say, you know, you swing a dead cat in Florida, you'll hit a PEO, right? So, you got a lot of uh, competition down there in the PEO space. So, what's the better mousetrap for Landrum HR? What, uh, what's you know, what's what's your competitive advantage? Yeah, the differentiator, I, I believe, is is our size. I mean, we're we are. Um, I, I mentioned before that at some point we got to to ten thousand uh, client employees. That's we're we're on we're at the same size. We've got different systems in place. We're we're in different places, but you know, we're not we're not a lot of a lot of peos in our marketplace are 100,000 500,000 a lot larger so all things are relative um compared to those folks i like to say we're in the goldilocks position we can offer the technology that some larger companies have because we do we have a cio uh on on our team as well as a, a pretty large uh it department so we do some custom development here so we're able to offer the Technology of the larger players, as well as the customization of, of the smaller players. That's our that's our secret sauce, if you will. Um, and it, it's really no secret. Um, <laughs> we just have a great team. I really do love our team. Um, our COO, Kara Bloomberg, and I talk about that all the time, about how great our team is. I mean, it's just we are so blessed in that regard. Um, we've got we've got super people. Um, I was speaking with um, one of our claims adjusters yesterday and just so grateful it so grateful to to have the team we do it's uh it really is special and um we were fortunately blessed to, during covid we were able to downsize and and uh our office space and and move downtown we've got a great office space now it's fun to come to work um 
you know, I like, I like, I like the fact that others, other people think it's fun to come to work and, um, and, and work in a neat, neat space. So, um, yeah, life is good. We're having fun. So how do you maintain that culture with people working remotely? I mean, some come in, yeah. some, not all come in. So how do you maintain that culture when people work remotely? Yeah. You know, it's a, it, it is a great question. Um, and, and just like everybody else, we're figuring out as we go, um, anybody who tells you they got it all figured out, they're, they're not telling the truth. Um, but we've, through the, the pandemic, we were able to pick up a lot of great employees around the country. And um, without remote work, we wouldn't have been able to do that. So we're very fortunate in that regard. Um, at the same time, you can't, to me, you can't beat the energy of having a team in the same space, working together, working off of each other. You know, we are, as you said, we're, we're in the human resources business and in the people business effectively and, and, and being around each other in that kind of vibe and the energy that, that we collectively um, uh, manifest is, is, is irreplaceable. So we're trying to get the best of both worlds. Um, we do a lot of things online, a lot of activities online. We have, um, we have, um, um, like weekly lunch and learn sessions um, on soft skills or, or leadership development or, or what have you. Um, we also have, uh, you know, informal gatherings. We'll, we'll, whether it be at a, at a client site um, or, or here we'll have pizza once a week or what have you. Um, trying to, trying to, to, to learn as we go and, and just make sure everybody stays, stays connected. Um, that's the big, that's the big thing is, is, um, you know, I, I've been, when I first started with a company, I was working in, in Atlanta by myself and kind of a lone ranger. And I know what that feels like. And that does not feel well. Um, how many internal employees do you have now? I'm sorry. How many internal employees do you have now? A hundred last I checked 164. Yeah. You know, yeah, I again, that's you, uh, different service lines. I talked to, uh, I interviewed Burton Goldfield at our conference two years ago or so. And I remember we all we all went through it. You know, I remember him saying like, oh, my God, I'm I'm losing employees because they could work anywhere, you know, and, and all these people yeah. from the Bay Area were going to work, you know, virtually in, for companies in Boston and Houston and Manhattan. And, you know, and he said it just took them, you know, a little bit, a couple beats to realize, hey, wait a second, I can hire from all those cities. Right. I'm sure <laughs> you went through the same thing. Right. Like you lose. Right. people. We went through the same thing. Like You lose people. Then you realize, hey, wait, we can hire people anywhere in the country now. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. Uh, that, so, that has been, I mean, we have picked up some, some great, great talent um, across, across the country as a result of that. Yep. So what is the outlook for the industry and what are the headwinds? Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the outlook for the industry, um, you know, <laughs> um, I don't see, I don't see government, uh, governmental regulation, uh, slowing down. Uh, <laughs> if anything, the states, the activity in the states, as you well know, is 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 just increasing at an incredibly rapid rate. So I can't imagine operating. Of course, I'm biased, uh, but I can't imagine operating a small business without a PEO. To me, that would be a nightmare to have to worry about not only worry about making a better widget, but but have to worry about you know. In, the, in today's world where I have employees, let's say I have an employee, one employee in the state of New York. Well, I don't know what's going on there. How in the world am I supposed to keep up with that at the same time, make a more cost effective widget, as I said. 
So um, I think that our, I think our industry has, has still has a bright future. I do see more uh, consolidation uh, uh, happening as it as it has been happening. And, um, you know, I, I, fewer, fewer and fewer uh, companies within the industry. Um, but in terms of the need, I, I, I see that uh, I don't see that going away anytime soon. And the headwinds? It's, it's both the, the it's both the fuel to the fire and the headwinds, I'd say, is governmental regulation, because that, that means we got more to take care of. Right. We've got more responsibility. We've got to have more experts. I will tell you, we have uh, um, additional staff now as a result to keep track of um, navigating the minefield, if you will. And, and, and we we've got even though we're members of ESAC and, and have access to the to the NAPIO database on this stuff, we have a lady who's been with us for years who does an excellent job of um, state compliance. And um, that's that's her entire job. And I'm sure and we're we're a mid-sized firm. I can't imagine, you know, a larger firm such as ADP, how many people they have uh, working on that one one issue. So, um, yeah, I'd say that's that's the biggest headwind. So how many for just your PEO alone? Yeah. Offhand, if you know, how many states were you in before the pandemic and how many are you in after the pandemic? I think it's about the same, Pat, okay. um, for, for us specifically. Um, as clients come and go and we may have we may have more employees in certain states than we used to yeah. pre-pandemic. But in terms of the numbers of states, I mean, we're basically in the the, the continental U.S. 48. Yeah. Yeah. We've, at least some uh, PEOs I know have experienced a sort of an explosion, even small PEOs. Yes. Just yeah. post-pandemic, like you mentioned yes. New York, like they're like, I never plan to be in New York. I never plan to be in California, but here right. I am, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so what's your advice to someone who's getting in the industry other than oh, wow. don't do it? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, honestly, I... I, I, that would be tough. That would be super, super, super hard to get in the industry cold nowadays. Um, there's a reason there's, there's a, there's a certain amount of bare minimum knowledge, um, benefits, insurance plans, um, that, you know, when you start out, when you start any business, generally it's one person or maybe two for, for that few of people to have all of that, um, I know that sounds negative and I really like to be more positive than that. Um, but probably you're better off, you know, uh, teaming up with, uh, with somebody else that's already rolling. Um, gosh, it's just such a, it's such a tough thing to, to, to get rolling in today's world. Maybe, maybe the economic and political climate will change such to where that, that changes. But, but today that'd be super tough. So people who do get in or who have started or are new to the industry, what should they know? Wow. Uh, well, number one, they, they should be, I mean, this, they should join APO for sure <laughs> to, to get connected and, and um, uh, to, get, to get educated as to the, you know, the, the bare essentials of, of, the, of the industry, so to speak, um, and then start networking with with insurance providers. I mean, that's that'd be the first major, major hurdle. And um, yeah, I'd say just just network and learn as much as you can get involved, um, get involved with the trade association. And then, you know, as soon as you you have uh, a few clients, I'd get involved with the ESAC as well and, and become accredited. 
Um, and then, and then there's the IRS uh, uh, certified PEO program. I I check into that as well. Yep. That all of those, those things, you know, not only do they add to your credibility, but they also they they help you perform best practices as a company, um, which which is important, especially early on. You know, as you get get stabilized. So yeah, <clears throat> and you guys have been such leaders in that. Uh, first of all, I'd be remiss. If I, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, certainly with with ESAC, but also you guys have just been involved just sort of across the board in, in Napio. And we appreciate obviously with you being on the board, um, you know, Jonathan has been so active with accounting practices, Kara, like the whole the whole gang uh, has just been so involved. I mean, you guys really are all in and we, we really do appreciate it. Well, um, so we have gotten out, you know, it's karma. We get out, we get back as much as we give. I've, I've always believed that. And and our industry is such to where, you know, I was talking about this earlier um, with with some other guys. Um, our industry is such that um, we're all friendly competitors, if you will. We generally, most of us, other than the, the national firms, most of us compete within certain regions of the country and, um, you know, we don't share things like pricing like or anything like that. But but, you know, how how are you guys addressing this issue? You know, and it's, it's very helpful to 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 be able to talk shop amongst your friends like that. Yeah. So I asked about the outlook for the industry. What's the outlook for Landrum? What's uh, what can mm -hmm. we expect to see in the uh, in the future for Landrum? Yeah. So, you know, we, for years different than I've come to learn different than most companies, we focused on um, building a better infrastructure first and sales will just come. And that happened for, that happened during my years in sales and that happened probably in the early 2000s, but that didn't happen anymore. So what we focused on recently is building out a sales infrastructure. We've done that. Um, and so we're gonna be, we're gonna be um, more geographically diverse than, than we are now. Um, so I would say, I'd say as far as the PEO growth, but also too, in terms of uh, executive niche executive recruiting, we're going to be doing more and more of that. Currently, as I said, we're in we're in HR and, and marketing, but it, but I see in the near term future adding finance and accounting, uh, possibly sales, as everybody has a difficult time finding that IT other things. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're gonna be, we're gonna grow um, and uh, continue to to serve our clients in a in a um, structured manner and. Um, and um, I, I see, uh, I see us, uh, you know, growing throughout the, the nation in the near future. That's great. So here's the here's the last question yeah. that I didn't tee up ahead of time. What is something about Britt Landrum that we don't know? Huh? That's a showstopper. So what what's something I, I discovered that that uh, something uh, embarrassing Brent, or something you know? Well, it's up to you. <laughs> this will be public. I discovered that Brent played uh birdie in bye bye birdie i was like wow that's something oh wow <laughs> so but yeah so what's uh do you know the yeah uh, um well with something we hadn't talked about is that um i i really enjoy um triathlon i, I i've gotten into to iron man's lately and that's grown i love the the variety of of that type of 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 exercise i um we're, we're oh here's something we're hosting a uh, 5k um next october to highlight the importance of the integration between physical health and mental health that's something i believe strongly in um so that's that's something um yeah that's it's a great question um <laughs> and the iron man was on your birthday right 
It was. It was. That's right. The first one I did was on my was on my birthday. You're right. And just to remind everybody, an Ironman is a marathon. Uh huh. And swim two miles. Two, two and a half. Two and a half miles. Swim a uh, 110 mile bike and uh, and a marathon. Yeah. And so yeah, it sounds completely crazy whenever you talk about it on a podcast. Yeah. So in memory of you that day, I drove a hundred miles, and it was exhausting. <laughs> it was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> and then i drove 26 miles the next day for the marathon i just you know there's no way i was running it uh, that was, okay driving it was was really enough for me that was it um <laughs> well thank you pal i really do appreciate it i appreciate the yeah, time absolutely. today and uh and it's great again you know you you've you know uh, like i said you you uh, i admire you and your company because you really have seamlessly moved in as i said you know to and, and followed an icon followed like the you know stepped into the, you know some of the biggest shoes in the industry and without a without a blip and i just think that's been been terrific so so i really do appreciate it. appreciate you being with us today and uh thanks finally to uh, to uh brit landrum of landrum hr thank you thank you pat appreciate it Thank you.